At four and a half games out of first place, the Guardians' hopes of getting into the playoffs are a little bit slim. But that doesn't mean they can't win any hardware this season. The battle for the illustrious Ohio Cup begins this week. We're going to break it all down for you and how the Guardians can get their hands on a piece of not just another piece of hardware. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My only question is, uh, what is more worthless, the Ohio Cup or whatever trophy they get for the World Baseball Classic? Um, I think they're about both good for... um, you know, maybe keeping something up that's fallen over or uses an extra leg if a chair leg. Hey, goes. but that's that's the only value either of those things bring. Mike Trout gave Shohei Otani a uh, a big some kind of big gesture about it earlier this year. Okay, he, it mattered to both of them. I thought I, you were going to say what 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 matters less, the Ohio Cup or the uh, the Barge, the Great Lakes Classic for, mm-hmm. for the Browns and the Lions that I don't think they play anymore, which no, is I think, a travesty. I think that's, that's the only piece of hardware the Browns have ever won, so why not? Why don't they keep playing that? You know, I, the thing I'll say with... Uh, I enjoyed this past weekend where you heard the announcer slowly turning on the World Baseball Classic and blaming it for Quantrill's issues and Naylor's issues. <laughs> it's, it's only a matter of time. Uh, you know, I know people get excited, but I am curious how much longer until that becomes minor league prospect of the world versus, you know, Czechoslovakia's firefighters. Or the hey, Czech Czechoslovakia Republic. had, had ex ex Cleveland pro, uh, catching prospect. Remember? I don't, uh, I forgot his name too. So I guess he was really memorable. Yeah. Oh, uh, the, 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 that team was really, was what not Czechoslovakia? Yeah. It was, they were a lot of fun. Czech man. Republic or something like that. Well, yeah. Czech Republic. That was, that's not nice. Come on. They were, they were a lot of fun. Uh, Martin Cervenka, come on, Martin Cervenka. I had to pull that one out. You remember Martin Cervenka? Everybody listening remembers Martin Cervenka, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, it's a it's I'm a just nodding my head a bunch right now, and uh, I know we're going to start off with some prospect talk. I feel like there's not a ton for me to add right now, prospect wise. I was so neck deep in the draft that like the last few times we've done this, I handled the prospect guys I want to talk about. So I'm just going to kind of kick back and let Justin talk prospects here in segment one. That's going to be the, the end of me. And then I'll jump back in for the mailbag, but there really isn't too many guys jumping out again. You know, we talked about who our top prospects are and I talked about who I had where on that. And I don't have much to add. So now that I've said that, Justin, take it away. Well, there's not much really to go on there, and I wasn't going to go there just yet. Actually, I was going to talk about it real okay. quickly uh, the Ohio the Ohio Cup does start Tuesday, and you got uh, Logan Allen and Graham Ashcraft on Tuesday, and Noah Syndergaard and Andrew Abbott on Wednesday. That should be interesting, especially how good Andrew Abbott has been and the Guardians' pension for not hitting left-handed pitching uh, in Cincinnati. By interesting, Andrew, you mean painful? Will Benson will likely be in the lineup Wednesday. That'll be fun. I'm sure no one will get upset about that. Uh, should be should be a fun series. Should be a very fun series. Uh, Cal Quantrill is going to rehab Tuesday in Akron. I have I have no idea at this point what's going to happen with him. Like he was he was pretty bad in his last rehab start at Columbus. And well, baseball classic ruined his season. Just never I, been the same. I'm just going to end the episode now. Couldn't you, get couldn't the world get base- on track with the team. He completely the world world baseball classic ruined Cal Quantrill. He had two and a half great years. Then what happens? He goes and does that, and now he's. 
he can't even pitch in the big leagues. He's been it really you know, ruined. He's been Plesak. It really ruined Shohei Otani's season, obviously, because he's going to be. It, he's yes. having an awful year. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, he's. It's stop. It's stop ruining my fun. Okay. Well, the way this Guardians season has gone, the most fun I've had all year was watching the World Baseball Classic. So it's been all downhill from there. Don't ruin my my good time, man. Don't kill the vibes. So yeah, Kyle Quantrill is going to start Tuesday. I mean, who really knows at this point what's going to happen with him? I think we'll talk about him a little bit with the. Uh, the pitching side of things, some questions we have for later in the mailbag and, you know, what the rotation is going to look at the rest of the year. And if you bring them back next year, uh, real quickly for around the farm. So I think Jeff probably mentioned his bonus episode, Cooper Engel, the Clemson draft pick was assigned to Lake County. That's a very aggressive assignment. Truthfully. I think they wanted Tincher to Tincher and him to be everyday catchers. So they, and he was well, the Tincher, higher pick. Tincher DH his second game and hasn't played since. So I think Tincher yeah. must've gotten hurt. So that's a bummer. Not a shock. Uh, he's, you know, five foot eight. Yeah. Never seen a five foot eight catcher before. He's five five Both, foot nine, and he can do backflips. I'm rooting for the guy. I just want to see he's a, a future back. Coach, I really do. Future coach. Yeah. So Cooper Engel, I actually got to watch him last week before the rain decided that there was no baseball allowed in late in Northeast Ohio the rest of the weekend. Um, he was good. It looks like looks like a guy who played in the ACC. Like the pitching in the high A just really didn't overwhelm him. He was patient. Uh, he put the ball in play a couple times. He had an RBI double. I didn't see him catch, but just an aggressive assignment. A, that tells you where the Guardians' minor league catching depth sits right now. Like, is Cooper Ingle Okay, so who who is the best catching prospect right now in the minors? We had this conversation the other day. Is it? It's Ralphie Velasquez and Cooper Ingle, one, Velasquez. two. Right? Yeah, and Tincher is three. Three. That's it. What, you know. Uh, well, I mean, are he, we still counting? Are we still counting Lavastida? Uh, okay, so yes. So honestly, to me, it actually goes uh, Valasquez, Lavastida, then probably Engel, Tincher, and then you got like Mejias and his tourists, who are like kind of the high ceiling guys. But other than that, I mean, yeah, L- Logan Clark. I mean, so they drafted three catchers this year, and three of them are immediately the top five prospects among their own position. Yeah, top that four. I mean, they're easily top four amongst that yeah. position. That says a lot. Yeah, Cooper Engel, though, looks like a dude who played in the ACC and is like, shouldn't, I mean, pitching in high A is not uh, much better than low A and it's not going to overwhelm him. He probably won't won't have a hard time controlling the zone until he gets to double A. But, you know, good start for him. Uh, I watched some of Jordan Humphrey's first start Saturday. It was his first, uh, he was the Guardian or the Guardian's eighth round pick in 2022. Is that right? Sounds about right. Yeah, Jordan eighth Humphreys, or ninth. Yeah. You know, and they gave him significantly overslot, him and Zibin. Yeah, so he made his non-complex late debut Friday on Saturday. Saturday, it did not go well. He he got out of the first inning just fine. The second inning fell apart. He just had no command of anything, truthfully, at that point. So uh, you know. So Cooper Engel and, and Tincher have the exact name, same number of at bats. So apparently, since you saw him, he hasn't played again. Well, yeah, Engel's Engel's only played two games, and Tincher yeah, only so played. Tincher played one and a quarter games. Yeah. yeah. And then you said you mentioned which guys have already been assigned, right? So you've got, yeah. I know Jay Driver pitched the other day down in the ACL. So he made his debut finally. Uh, Mooney is up at Lynchburg. Kafis, CJ Kafis hit his first home run on Saturday. That was fun. Notice that CJ Kafis played left field in that game, by the way, Jeff. And um, he has like no leg kick. I don't know if it was a two strike approach, but he has zero leg kick. Like there's no, there was no leg movement going on there in terms of uh, load. That was very interesting to see. We'll have to see how it goes with him. I like that they're playing him in left field. Uh, I just, because the, I mean, here's the thing. Let's be honest. This team gets so little offensive production. He has a chance to be a league average bat and that'll play anywhere. First base, anywhere. Like they, they league average is something they aspire to right now. 
So CJ Kafis, it's great. He is, but he's only going to be first base or left field. There isn't the arm for anything else. No, and he's a kid for coming from the ACC who also is playing in low A, which means yeah, he's already he's already he faced better pitchers. Destroy it. Yeah, yeah, he's already he faced better pitchers in college. Than he's going to see in low A. Uh, I know noticed uh, Jacob Bresnahan was pitching again tonight as we were starting the show. Yeah, Driver pitched. Uh, Keegan Zinn has pitched. Zane Morehouse has pitched twice. Kyle Scott has pitched. Matt Jacek has pitched twice. Harlow has pitched. Velasquez, Engel, Tincher, Mooney, Kafis, Hawk, Evan Kuhl, and Reebok have all played at various levels. The only guys that haven't played so yeah. far are Napsick. I think Wilkinson has not pitched. Clemmy hasn't pitched. Walters hasn't pitched. Javi Torres the other, uh, and Jake Barry have not pitched. Everybody else has played, I think. So I don't I don't expect some of those guys to, to play. Clemmy, Clemmy and Walters, I'm guessing, won't. Clemmy because he's a high yeah. school pitcher and, and Walters because he pitched so many innings this year in college. I would expect not to. Uh, I'm not sure why Napsic hasn't played yet, but uh, he's about the only one. He had a heel injury towards the end of the year, it felt like. I feel like there was an injury with him that could be reflective now. There was a good story, too, if you guys have a chance to check it out. I think I retweeted it, but uh, it was a story at Angel Zerarte that was written uh, at MILB.com, too, about how his journey went from being at North Carolina and just how he had to fight to be a starter at that school when he wanted to always play there. So he didn't take the easy route of transferring. It was a good story. And, and Angels Zarate has played well at low A. He should be at high A right now. No offense to Isaiah Green. Seems like a good kid, but Isaiah Green was on the developmental list for like two months, a month. Even when DeLauder got hurt a second time, he didn't come back off the the developmental list. They should have Zarate up there because he needs the at-bats. But yeah. That's all Which I is got hard because league. what's what Fox and Lampy are playing every day out there and Delauder, uh, yeah, and Delauder. So even if you give him a call up, uh, I will just throw this out there because they're names we've talked about. And I went to the team stuff and I, so I'm gonna lie in the last 30 days. Uh, Wilfredo Antunio's a 910 OPS, 349 average is, is nice to see. And then he had a five uh, Jose, for five day last week. Jose Devers has an even higher OPS, a, a over one, 1.021 with a 645 slugging. He's hit six home runs. I think almost all of his home runs have come in the last 30 game or 22 games. They have. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he's, you know, we've talked about him a little bit here and there, and you were talking about him before we got in the air. No, I'm sorry. He has eight home runs total. So he's hit six in the last 22 it's an games. Au- yeah. Six between July and August. Yeah. Angel Janow so too is starting to come around too. He, Angel Janow. Has a 784 OPS since July 13th, and he has got a uh, pretty solid strikeout and walk rates and a 304 BABIP. So defense has been a little rough down there, but there are some hitters in Lynchburg that have been interesting. So that's that's good to see because this has been you know a lost season up until the last month or so. Yes. All right, we've got mailbag questions to get to a ton of them. So let's uh, take a second and run through those when we come back. It's officially summer, and a new season means new clothes. It's almost fall, more new clothes. But your closet shouldn't be the only thing growing when you make those purchases. Now you can watch your cash back grow with each purchase with Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items, from produce to personal care to pantry goods, so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year. That's $120 of mad money fun money, new router money, if you're me, that could cover the cost of your entire shopping trip. Or you can use that cash back to buy the flight you've been eyeing. 
Other apps give you points that don't, don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers, too, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora's, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta. Use the code MLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app. Use the code MLB, that's I-B-O-T-T-A, in Google Play or App Store, and use the code MLB. Guardians and Reds start the battle for the illustrious Ohio Cup on Tuesday in Cincinnati at 640. You can catch the hometown broadcast on your Sirius XM app. Just search Guardians to listen to the broadcast. All right, Jeff, are you ready for mailbag time? I sure am. <laughs> We've got a lot of good questions. Thank you all for reaching out on YouTube and Twitter with questions. Uh, I do appreciate you guys chiming in on an off day. This will be a good one because a lot of people want to talk about Jonathan Rodriguez. So we'll start with Jake. Do you think all the shortstops start the season on the 40 man? Do you think one will get moved this off season? Do you think the front office has any plans to add outfield help for 2024 and how, what are Jonathan Rodriguez's chances? Okay. So let's start with the, the shortstop, which of the shortstops in the 40 man roster will still be here next year. I think all of them are likely right now with the current group. I think Tana is the one that could still be potentially on the block since they called him up just to be a backup. I think that kind of states enough. I know he's playing every day, but he's also kind of, you know, we'll see. They, they just still have that huge grouping. And when Freeman's back, he's going away. So I, I think there's a chance he could be the one that goes. And that's going to happen, I think, tomorrow, if not Wednesday. It sounds like that Freeman's going to join the team in Cincinnati. So they don't activate him for Tuesday's game. It might be Wednesday. So Tina will go back down. Look, I think unless they decide that Juan Brito, they need to turn around and flip Juan Brito for something, I think he's still here, even though I don't think he's a shortstop. He's not a shortstop. Uh, No, he's been playing shortstop, but he's not a shortstop. Uh, Angel Martinez likely not a shortstop long term. It would be, I don't know. the frequency of who's been playing shortstop is very confusing. Like Gabby Arias has played third and first a little bit because of the injury to Josh Naylor and because Jose Ramirez suspension. So he's gotten some time a little bit there. I don't, I don't need to see Gabby Arias play shortstop defensively. I think we know what he is there. We need to see the bat, right? So I would, if, if I'm, if I'm Cleveland, I want to see Rokio playing shortstop every day. And I'm just going to move Gabby around between third base and first base and DH or whatever the rest of the year. Because you know what he can do defensively. You don't know what he can do offensively. And, and Roko, you've got to see more of. So I I think both will still be here next year. If I had to count on one, I'm thinking Freeman or Martinez or both. One of them will be gone if they can if they can convince someone. I'm not saying these guys don't have trade value. I'm just saying if they can convince someone to give them what they're looking for for one of these guys. Like that's been the hard part of all this is they just haven't found anybody to to take that. All right. And they ha- yeah, I, I just don't see that coming together. Like the, those values are so low on them right now and they ne- almost never sell low. Yeah, we're going to well, I would say Freeman's value is what it is. I don't think it's gotten any lower. I think he just kind of is what he is. I yeah. don't think it has changed a lot. It's, I think I mean, Martinez is, is kind of lower, so I think Martinez is on like good move. Freeman is what he is. Arias, I don't know. You know, maybe someone really falls in love with what he can do defensively yeah no i agree i think they're just gonna sit and much i think i know we have so many questions but much like we talked about with benson gonzalez and jones right like gonzalez had the least trade value they trade the two guys who had trade value they'll probably do the same thing right just look for who actually has value yeah which it might actually be 
Aria. So I don't, well, I would say Rokio probably has the most value of the three, but I don't think they'll trade yes. Rokio fully. And if they do, that would be wild. Um, okay, so Jake wanted to ask about Jonathan Rodriguez. So did Zach. So let's combine these questions. What do we make of the season, Jonathan Rodriguez? Is he a lock to be out of the forty man roster? I'm going to say, I think no. I think they're definitely going to add him to the forty man roster because I don't think he's he a almost, lock. Mm, okay, we. I don't think we have the time. To, I don't think we have the time to have this conversation in depth. But what we can do is quickly run through it. Here's the guys that could come off the 40. Um, Karen Shack probably comes off the 40 at the end of the season. They're probably going to non-tender him. You can non-tender Michael Kelly. You can non-tender Daniel Norris. Um, Noah Syndergaard is off the roster. Cam Gallagher's off the roster. That's five. Um, Cole Calhoun. Cal- Cole Calhoun. Off the, off the, yeah, that's six right. right there. And after that, you've got to re-add Bieber and McKenzie. So that gives you four spots to play with just there alone. And what do we say were the guaranteed ads? You know, the that's the only one I think you have the guarantee to add. Everybody else is kind of a yeah. a question it, mark. So it comes there's down space to Rodriguez. Tank. It comes down to Lavastida. It comes down to um, Diane Frias. It comes down to, did I say Antunia's already? Like there's some guys that it comes down to at that point in time. Yeah. And Hank, and, just, yeah. you have to consider. Um, yeah. I So I, I kind of think that, Rodriguez is a lock only from this standpoint. It would be foolish of them to not add him, let somebody else take him for nothing, and just you know find a guy who ends up being a low end DH in the major leagues. Which I I don't think Rodriguez is much different than Oscar Gonzalez at this point. I don't. I think there's enough there, and you don't have a whole you lot. Get a 44 percent K. Yeah, I mean there, there's a little bit of difference there, but I'm just saying in terms of overall profile, you're not going to get a whole lot different from him offensively it's a dh profile the only my only thing here is if you let him walk and he ends up having some you have the space right now you have the 40-man space to add him so at worst what you can do when the season ends is you can add him to the 40 and if you go out and you can you figure out you can make an outfield edition upgrade somewhere you can you can move him off the 40-man later you can you know you have you have some spots to play with this offseason there's not as bad of a, a crunch as there has been in the past. If you add him, you can go out and if you can find a way to upgrade the major league outfield this year and you feel like you have to take him off the 40 because you legitimately upgraded your outfield power-wise, okay. But I would say just protect him until you have an upgrade. Like if you can't upgrade, then there then you have a chance. No, but there's logic. I just I just I don't think it's a slam dunk. That's all. I think there there are situations where they decide that hey we're gonna carry an open spot or two and maybe they try to attack I'll give it sixty I'll have. give it sixty forty ads uh, ads yeah. right now. Sixty percent yes. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It depends. I mean Frias Frias could get through because of his defense and his batted ball, but kind of the same was, as, as Rodriguez too. Lava Lava well Frias can play Frias can play short though. Frias yeah. can I wouldn't say he's great but he can play short. He can play second. He can play third. Lavastida, I think if you don't add him, he's going to get Catch taken just because it makes a lot of sense for someone to take a chance on him at this point. So you've got two spots right there with two to play with. If you want to leave one open, you go between Frias, Hankins, and Rodriguez. But unless you reasonably upgrade the I think, spot, it's worth taking the shot. I think they go Hankins over Rodriguez, honestly, just with the history of putting hard throwing I could guys see neither. lower minors. I, I think, I, yeah, I could see neither as well, but I think Hankins over Rodriguez just because they have a history of going pitching in those lower minors over hitters. That's I just think the odds of Hankins being taken is so low because he just hasn't pitched enough and he hasn't been consistent this year. And I don't, the problem and he has is a pitch of like, a high A. 
It's so it's so rare to take a guy from that. Like it's one thing if it's double A, but a guy who has not pitched above high A is very rare to take. But they they don't risk it. Like Oviedo, uh, Salazar, Vargas, they typically don't risk it with guys with velocity. Like they they just don't play around. They don't even give that opportunity. Which they probably That's shouldn't why. have because they probably with Vargas they shouldn't have obviously because it didn't make a difference. Yeah. Let's squeeze one more in before we uh, yeah. take one more break. So. Does Andres Jimenez have a shot at two gold gloves in a row? When's the last time a Cleveland player won two in a row? I've got Roberto the answer. Perez. Roberto Perez. It just happened recently. Yeah, 19 and 20 was the last time he did that. If you want to ask and what, somebody. Roberto Alomar was second base, right? Last time that happened there. The last time it happened was, was at second base was Roberto Alomar. Omar Vizquel yeah. did it that year as well. There's been a lot of guys who won Sizemore, two in a row. Sizemore, I believe, had. had Sizemore won two in a row. Uh, Lofton, Lofton won two in a row. Did. Yeah, so a lot of guys have done it. Um. I think Ray Bossy look, back have, in the day as well before he got ran over would have been the other. I guy. have not looked at any. Yeah, I have not looked at any defensive metrics in terms of um, who's doing the best at second base. But I wouldn't. I, mean, I could imagine he's probably got a shot to win a second in a row. No, I mean he's played pretty well, and I haven't heard anything bad about. It. No, nobody's written about. Oh man, Andre Jimenez's defense has regressed. Like no one said that. So because people talked about Miles Straw and how his defensive metrics regressed, right? Like. And that, and that was kind of fluky, but no one's written the same article about Andres. He's Jimenez. still uh, so. I'm at the Fielding Bible, and he is number one um, total run saved among second basemen. Yeah, DRS is 13. Outs above average yeah. is six. Looks like Marcus Simeon and Nico Horner are above him. There are uh, worlds where Marcus Simeon will win because Texas is good and, and the bat and he's hitting the defender and the bat. So there is yeah, a chance yeah. he doesn't, but I think I think Jimenez has a good shot at. It. It'll be pretty close. Yeah, it'll be pretty close. And he's played really well. All right. We've got lots of mailbag questions still to go. So please stick with us. We're going to get all your questions answered on today's Lockdown Guardians. All right. We told you to take the over on the Guardians win loss on FanDuel this year. I'm sorry. We lost your money if you listen to us. I'm so sorry. What I won't do is I will not give you any NFL picks because uh, that is not my forte. Football season is about to kick off very soon, and FanDuel is going to give you the chance to win all season long. I'm going to give you the chance by not influencing your picks. Uh, right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win during the regular season. Well, that's fun. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, any team, even the Browns, even as far-fetched as the Browns. And you're going to get bonus bets for every victory they have this year. How many is that going to be, Jeff? Uh, can you, you you can use your bonus bets on uh, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. And that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Guardians Reds Tuesday, the Ohio Cup. Logan Allen and Graham Ashcraft. Listen to all the action on the SiriusXM app. Just search Guardians. All right, uh, Jay Fagan, let's see. Oh, got some. I was just going to say, I mean, I was more excited personally by Cleveland being on the Immaculate Grid today. Let's, let's just take a moment. I, I, I'm going to spoil you one, Ricky Ledet. Ricky, if you, if you're I, already, I did Twitter, it as well. Ricky Ledet, if you are not, okay. Pro <laughs> that tip, was mine as on, well. If you're on Twitter and you don't follow Ricky Ledet, one of the best, most underrated Twitter accounts out there. The guy, I'm not sure he knows how to use Twitter, but when he tweets, it's, it's hilarious. I have his notifications turned on. Along with Jeff Passett and, and uh, Zach Meisel and my wife, just him and, and <laughs> Geyer when uh, it was a little higher than I hoped. Uh, oh, you didn't go with I see. I had better options for Tampa Hunter Bay. Wood. Hunter, Hunter Wood, Wood, Grady Sizemore, Grady Sizemore. Yeah. 
Danny's bias. I, I mean, Geyer was 2%, so it's not like he was super high. What was my bias one? I didn't even look. Now I'm curious. Thanks for thanks for distracting right. me. Uh, so outfielders, while you're looking this up, I'll throw this out. Here are the names. Cody Bellinger, Teoscar Hernandez, Michael Conforto, Joey Gallo, no, Kevin Kiermaier, no, Joe no, Peterson, Jorge no. Soler, Harrison Bader, Andrew Ooh. McCutcheon. Uh, Charlie Blackman, Michael Brantley, Tommy Pham, Mark Kaneha, Adam Duvall. And that's where I kind of stop. I'm kind of intrigued again by Adam Duvall. I don't think he can play defense and he can hit bombs. But guess what? He strikes out too much for this team. The, the, <laughs> but they ran with Zanino last year because he could play defense. That's and, true. And do bombs. Do bombs. That's true. Bombs. They will, and, they and will sacrifice good, strikeouts if you can play defense. He's, he's a good say. teammate and he's a right handed bat who, you know, like you just kind of go out and he can be a defensive replacement. Um, yeah, he's going to be 35. Contract, what kind of contract do you think Jorge Soler is getting? Because I would personally love to see Jorge Soler on this team. I know there's so much risk involved with him and he no, is going he to. I mean, he can't play. He's a DH. <laughs> you can't. No, he's not. No. They Jorge have a lot Soler of DH. can't run. Yeah. He does. I, you know who I kind of like? It's just because he always kills them. But it's like part of me wouldn't mind Max Kepler, who's going to be like. 31. Everyone's just been waiting for that breakout season for the last five years. The only time he's ever any good is when he faces Trevor Bauer. Yeah, I so guess well, no, I I'm mean, gonna he pass. hits Cleveland. He's a 107 uh, OPS plus this year. So he's I'm gonna and pass. Then he, hey, Jorge he shot... Soler, by the way, this year, Jeff, 24% strikeout rate. That is a career low for him. Yeah, and you know what just happens saying. every time he has like one of these years and then it goes in like he gets it a big fat contract, he stinks and after. then he's he stops working. Like he is not a guy who's going to put in the time. He is not a guy you pay. And, and again, I know you're going to say no, but like I say Gallo, like, you know, I, I know people don't like it, but 20 home I don't runs, think, good defensive I don't think rating. Will do it. That's um, way too many strikeouts for the guardians. They will not, they will not, that's not a profile. They will take a chance on all the, all of the, uh, if you look at Jorge Soler's Savant page, it's all, oh, you know, it's going to be, uh, I, I know who it's going to be. It's going to be Jess Winker. They did try to make that trade a couple of years ago. Yeah, there you I go. just he's been he was terrible this year. So. All right, we got to We got to we got to yeah. run through some more questions here. So here's one I know you're going to want to talk about. Um, have Fry and Lava Cita shown enough? The front office might consider going with La, uh, Naylor Lava Fry catcher in 2024 rather than use a veteran. I say no. This team always they wants won't. a veteran yeah. backup. No, yeah. it's not going to happen. As much as and I think, Fry, yes. Fry is kind of a gadget player anyway. Like he is a guy that he could be, he, he's only a third catcher. That's like his, that's the, his last and position. And has two options left. So they're not, they're not going to burn that. So, no, it'll be a vet. Yeah. I, I it'll say yes. A... They'll say no. We just talked about this one a few seconds ago, the season today, who would your roll five ads be right now? That's Espino, right. you would add Kate Smith. He was throwing 98 no, I, the other day, by the way. I mean, he'd be, Honestly, right now it's like Espino, Smith, and Lavastida would be my top three, and I think I would put Diane Frias four, Jonathan Rodriguez five, Antonio six, and Hankin. No, Hankin six, Antonio seven. That'd be my top seven. I would say Espino, Lavastida. Honestly, I can make a case that's it. I can make a case that there's yeah. I mean that those are the two. I I mean Kate. I think Kate Smith might get taken just because relievers are so easy. So I'm likely to make him my three. Yeah, just how much would it be? How much would how much? How nice would it be for the Guardians to have Kevin Kelly right now with this massive crap right now? Okay, Vinny, this is another one for you, Jeff. Why wouldn't the Guardians pursue a guy like Dominic Canzone via Rule 5 or trade? Deadline for a bullpen arm. What do you think they didn't like? Seems to be exactly in the corner. Well, 
Jeff had like, I don't know, three episodes on Dom Canzone. He is Dom Canzone's one percenter. <laughs> you know, they, well, at the same time, like Paul Seawold is better than anyone Cleveland was going to trade at the deadline. So there is that degree of it that he went for more. He, Wasn't he a uh, rental? Wasn't Paul Seawold a rental? No, he's he's a one, one and a half. He gets they okay. have an extra as well. He was not. Halo Santos? Uh, and then, got the and then, no, I mean, Seawold's much better. Uh, but Canzone just hasn't hit in the big leagues, and that's the thing. Like, he's got great tools, and I would love to see him get an extended opportunity somewhere. Yeah, I mean, he is it's a limited profile, and I think they want they want more physicality and tools. Uh, I don't think anyone ever thinks he's going to be a plus defender. Everything he's gotten through is hard work, and maybe he, he is the next, you know, Adam Duvall, but they never take that gamble on guys with that profile. Like you said, Kai Tom, right? Kai Tom yeah. was kind of like that. Ethan, realistic trades, how are you like to see a team go after? Do you think Luis Robert can be an option? No, I don't no. think so. They never trade in the division, so no Luis Robert. The, um, there's no reason that the White Sox would trade him with his contract. It'd be silly. No, they, they really shouldn't. I'm going to say it. I'm not against Torre Soler. I know he's not an outfielder. He's a DH, but I'm not against Torre gonna, Soler. I am 100% against him because <laughs> every time that dude gets paid, he then puts forth no effort. <laughs> And disappears off the face of the because oh. I was like, oh, he should be the number one trade target after he blew up in Kansas City. And then after that great year, he has not put two good years together. I mean, he was bad. That's, he was like yeah, a he was bad claim. last year. He was terrible he was last, last year. year. He worked his way out of Kansas. No, no. I, I think they should trade for Corbin Carroll. I'm kidding. What do you think of like Jack uh, Sawinski in Pittsburgh? Is, is he K too much? It's an interesting profile. He's been offensively productive. I'd really have to dive into his numbers. I know his average is terrible. Taylor Ward is an interesting buy low. He's playing better of late. That'd be my guy. Like if they could figure out a trade. The problem right now is one could argue that, um, you know, Anaheim's not going to sell and they need outfielders more than they need pitching. Their pitching's finally coming together. So I, I don't know if Taylor Ward's available, but he'd be my guy. My pick is Shane Bieber for Joey Weimer. I'm trying to find a way to get Joey Weimer on this team. I mean, Joey Weimer is not their guy either. If you want to talk about guys, you don't fit plus the defense. Hey, plus defense in center field. We just talked about how they would sacrifice strikeouts for plus defense. He is a plus defender in center field. Who struggles with contact at like a really high rate. But so Mike Zanino. I mean, he's he's almost Gallo-esque in the early goings with his great. That's right. You want Joey Gallo? I want Joey. Weimer. I do. I know. I'm just saying that I for the same reasons you don't think they're going to take Gallo. I don't think yeah. Weimer's a guy. And we, I feel like um, that'd be an underpay, honestly, right now. Like Milwaukee would be believing in Weimer. No, uh, no, I, I think I don't think they're going to take Shane Bieber for Joey Weimer because of the injuries. And our buddy Chuck, yeah. speaking of Shane Bieber. Where's he going to pitch next year? Well, the Guardians outfield be well. Obviously, Shane Bieber is going to pitch for the Brewers next year, and Joey Weimer is uh, going to the Guardians center field. Right? Just said. That. I think he's still going to be with Cleveland. I think they believe that you know getting him to rehabilitation either it's going to be play out the year and get a draft pick because the draft trade pick him is at the probably next year. more valuable than Weimer, or uh, you can trade him at the deadline and get more than that. You know, like a team's going to step up and offer something. We have seen you Darvishes of the world, even as rentals get pretty big money, pretty big offers at the deadline. Teams always depends on the market. Pitching. Teams depends always on the market. Pitching. The market was pitching. bad this year. So. I don't know that it, was it. I mean, look what Savali netted. Look at what Savali. Well, no, I'm saying, I'm saying the mark. There wasn't much on the market, so prices oh, were higher. Oh yeah. But, if there's yeah. if there's more availability next year, then your prices are not going to be. The return won't be as good. I so I don't know. It depends on availability last year, and and it turned out well for every team that sold. And you look at all the arms that got traded a year ago too. So yeah. pitching always sells. All right, three more. We're already running over, so we might as well get these in. Yeah. Our, our buddy Pat wants to know how we feel about Bo Naylor's defense so far. I, as expected, like he's she's shown flashes. He's average. shown, yeah, it's, it's it's good enough. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I I think you can you see the flashes. It's good right? enough. You've seen 
We've seen the we've seen the good. We've seen the the, the youth in him. I think. I, I don't think he's ever going to. Well, pretty soon that's, that's not going to matter. Yeah. So what well, we I, keep saying we've been saying that for a while. Hopefully it'll change. His pop times aren't great. His framing isn't great. I don't know. You you see various people with stuff out there. I think he is a below average defender right now. Like he is solidly I, at thirty-five to forty. I think he's probably at forty. But there's enough stuff when you look at the full picture. These below average, and hopefully he's going to grow and get better. But I think he's. I think he'll get to average someday as a defender. Yes, I think. Agreed. I think the two now there. Yes. Right now, right now, it's been you've seen the ups and the downs with you've seen the talent, you've seen the rawness. I think that's where where it's at right now. But mm-hmm. there's enough there to make me believe he's going to be an average defender at worst. Skittles said, "Are Gabriel his contact problems of a platoon issue?" Then an overall issue can't find platoon contact rates, but the strikeout rate is much lower against uh, right-handers. He still strikes out a lot. Like the strikeout rate against yeah. right-handers is just as bad as it's not as bad as lefties, but it's still bad. He's never made a guy. He's made a lot of contact the minors. That was always yeah. the concern. Yeah. The left-handed thing. I don't know. Like splits in the minors say that he couldn't hit lefties in triple a. That's such a small sample. It's so hard to say, especially in the minor leagues. So it could be a season where he just hasn't, he has looked lost against lefties. I mean, he has, yeah. there's no way around it. I don't, I feel like he's not as bad. That is bad against lefties as he's shown this year. Contact issues have always been a problem for him. That's what, that's what was always going to hold his ceiling back. No, I agree. Yeah. I think still let him go and see what he can do, but uh, cause they don't have anything else. But when I look at this team, yeah, I think that is a big part of his issue. It just let him hit righties and, Going into next year, righties and nothing else. If he's still here, who knows? He might not be on this team next year. We uh, got a lot of questions about, we didn't talk about him today, but Franco Aleman has been on the on the mind of a lot of people. He's pitched very well. so uh, Number one reliever in the system. Yeah, I mean, he has to be at this point, truthfully. He has been really fantastic. I mean, I caution to say that at double-A, he has... Uh, He's dominated, but you don't know, just. Uh... We've seen a lot of guys on the other side of it. You know, we got excited. I got excited about Robert Broom, Nick Miklo Jack. You know, yeah. we've seen a lot of guys, Franco, uh, Francisco Perez, who just signed somewhere, I saw in the old friend alerts. So it is, yeah. we see a lot of guys really excel down there. So I have to see what happens with the next step. But I think he is, it's him and Walters are the top two for me. And then a gap. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big, big gap between after, after that. I mean, there's Kate Smith, who we, we both like mm-hmm. a little bit, but. Needs to work on his control. I'm trying to think who else is even down there in terms of, of relievers, but it's there's a lot of uh, who's at Columbus. I mean, we still Tanner like Burns. Nick Enright, but Nick Enright's still working his way back. Yeah, Tanner Tanner Burns Davis, is a reliever now. I, I don't mean, really uh, love that. Davis Sharp, I think, might be the the you know in that Cade Smith group just in terms of ceiling and and some of the positive traits. Yeah, he he doesn't walk anybody. I think to yeah. me he's another Nick Sandlin. So there is that. All right. Well, that's pretty much all the questions we should probably fit in at this point. We've uh, pretty long. Thank you all for your questions. Pete Halpin and, uh, just isn't good, Nunzio. Sorry, he's just not doing enough. He's at too high of a K rate. He looks like a mile straw without slightly step down defense. So just go ahead and make that yep. statement. He's just not good enough. You came at me earlier this year about him, and he has continued to stay below league average. Yep, he is. He is. He is. He is a left-handed Miles Straw, but he strikes out a lot more, so that's a concern. Yep. He's still young. We'll see. He's got. Chance. All right, well, I mean, I, I liked him a lot in his draft class, so we'll see. He is young. Give him another year. We'll revisit. We'll talk about Cal Quantrill's rehab start. We'll talk about the Reds Guardians tomorrow. Uh, the Ohio Cup. Everybody get excited for that. We'll talk a little bit more about the rookie pitching staff and uh, Jose Ramirez is back. So we'll probably talk about some roster moves on the forty on the Guardians roster 
when they on cut tomorrow's Jose, show as well. Holding the team back, right? That's right. You'll find out tomorrow. Jose Ramirez is looking for mm-hmm. a new home. Obviously, that was, well, they can pa- they can trade him through waivers, right? Based on the comments we saw on. I'm kidding. You can't. Please don't listen to that. That's get him. Get him for Pete Alonzo right now. Yeah. So the, listen. Thank you all for being part of Lockdown Guardians team. Rate and review. Download daily. All of that fun. It helps. Uh, thank you all. And go, go, Guardians, go.